Blog Talk Radio. connect to your soul, health, and wellness. Tune in as she brings messages, guidance, and clarity into your life. Hey everybody and welcome to Get Into It with Tina Conroy on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host. The phone lines will be open today and that number is 516-387-1936. Also, join me in the chat room. We will be chatting away. So to go to the chat room feature, go to blogtalkradio.com, find my show, get into it with Tina Conroy, and you can chat along with us. So here we are officially into April. Happy April 6th. And if you received my newsletter this this past week or today, I have been complaining a lot. So yes, I, I'm gonna I'm going to be honest. I've been complaining a lot. It is cold here on the East Coast, so if you're not in New York, but it is cold, and I'm waiting for summer and waiting for warm weather. But as I expressed in my newsletter, and I've been speaking to a lot of my students and clients, if we didn't complain, what would we do? Isn't that interesting? So sometimes we feed on other people's complaints or negativity or vibration. So turning that around a little bit, I ask if there is something you're complaining about that you can do, then do it. Take action. And if there's not, move into acceptance. And so as we move into today, we move into the acceptance for today is a beautiful day. We are here together. And I would love to always share and begin supporting each one in a blessing. So if we could take a moment, go ahead and close your eyes to center. Take a nice, long Slow, deep breath in and exhale away. And as you exhale away, exhale anything that's holding you back or keeping you from being here in this moment, if you're listening live or later on the recording. Surrounding you with light, divine light, blessings, support. Surround ourselves with angels and spirit guides and guidance. And as we move through and create this conversation today, we talk about passion, possibilities, excitement, support, creating that connection with all beings for all our purposes. And we ask that for support, for the greatest good, and so it is. And then slowly begin to come back to the room and open your eyes. So I just want to share a little bit of what's going on for me around in these parts and close to New York. 
So I have officially launched my website. It's been a, a baby making in the process, and my website is launched. It is Get Into It, Into It with the, with the name of my show, I-N-T-U-I-T dot net. Um, there is a hyphen there, so get hyphen into it dot net. And you can reach me at Tina at get hyphen into it dot net. Still a work in progress, but I have to tell you, I love it, and I'm excited to share it with, with everybody. Next week, April 13th, my guest, Dawn Del Vecchio, she's the author of Spirit, Mind, Money, and she's been coaching many people all around the country, and she's going to speak about her book and how money and spirit all come together. So join me next week at 1 o'clock with Dawn Del Vecchio. Thursday, April 14th at 1 p.m., I will be sharing a oil share, Young Living Oil Share, with Dawn Peer at Practice Body, Mind, Soul. This is complimentary, so if you're interested in learning about essential oils, how to apply them, diffuse them, use them in your home, just come and join me and feel free to drop me a line and let me know you're coming or just show up and have a cup of tea. On May 4th, I have the honor of teaching yoga and working with some wonderful women at Celebrating Women's Health. It is through Northwell, the Katz Institute for Women, and the honoring guest, the opening speaker, will be Arianna Huffington. I will be in the interactive part at 2.15 about stress, anxiety, and finding calmness through yoga. It's a full-day event, and it's supposed to be a wonderful event for women. It's at the Long Island Marriott Hotel, and you can find more information on my website as well. I know a lot's going on, but it feels like the show goes so fast, and I want to give all the time that I can with my amazing, wonderful guest. Since 2002, Haley owned and operated Verge Marketing, Inc., a bag and accessory design and manufacturing company in New York. From building the infrastructure from the ground up to managing all aspects of the business, Haley grew the business to over $5 million in revenues, earning accolades from Entrepreneur Magazine, as the fastest growing company and landing on the Inc. 5000 list for three years. Prior to Verge, Haley spent 10 years in client services at Organic Inc. and previous to that at Wells Rich Green and Gray Advertising, building online and offline marketing campaigns for some of the largest brands in the world. Earlier this year, Haley felt it was time to take her 20 years of experience in growing businesses and give back to the community by launching her new business, Foster Inc. Through peer-to-peer advisory groups, one-on-one fostering sessions, and value-added networking events, Haley works with women-owned businesses to help them set goals, define their visions, and achieve success. When Haley isn't fostering the women in her group, you can find her mentoring and mothering her two gorgeous girls, skiing out west, or training for a Tough Mudder or CrossFit event. Haley can be reached through Twitter at Fostering101 and Facebook.com Fostering101. Well, I have to tell you that Haley and I have become fantastic friends as well as a colleague and mentor and my teacher. I have been in Haley's groups, and I have to tell you they are amazing. I've worked one-on-one with her. I've worked in her fostering groups, and I've had the opportunity to do that, which has really helped my business excel, as well as her amazing networking events. And I have to tell you, she always throws a great party. So... Without further ado, I would love to get Haley on the line. Hey, Haley, how are you? 
Hi, Tina. How are you? I'm great. I'm so great to have you back on the show. I know, and it's so funny. You were doing that intro, and I was thinking, wow, last time we did this radio show together, you were not a client. We had never worked together. That's <laughs> right. Look how a, much, yeah, yeah. I know, Absolutely. it's in a full turn. So now you really could talk about fostering, like you've been there, because <laughs> you have. Absolutely. And I was thinking about that today, how, you know, having a repeat, having you as a repeat guest, and we had just connected through other, other colleagues, other friends. And I I believe that was in the summer. I believe it was in the summer. Okay. So here we are. And yeah, it really has been great. And I, and I love coming to your events and I loved being part of all your, all your one-on-ones and other women and you know I'm still around so I still coming back and learn so much and I still she you know so everybody who doesn't know really amazing um and I say you love to run a great party you really have I love a good party you're a good you're a good partier so but whole she's held such amazing parties and um but before we even go there because I guess we could just keep chatting um I would love to share with the listeners and I know some people are listening live and, of course, later on the recording, but maybe we could just take them back, um, even to your childhood, way back, and kind of, you know, what kind of child were you? Um, were you, you know, just to give them a sense, because I find that sometimes we stay kind of true to that childhood essence, and sometimes we kind of break away from it. So can you give them a little background of, of you as a child? <laughs> yes, and what's funny is, you know, you know how you see yourself and your children? <laughs> My daughter actually asked me this question yesterday, because I called her bossy. <laughs> so she goes, Mommy, were you bossy as a child? I said, actually, I was bossy as a child. <laughs> um, I'm exactly how I am now, and I wouldn't say that I'm bossy now. I've learned how to take bossiness to uh, a different level. Um, you know, just through experience and my own education. But um, I was a type A personality, I would say, from the time I was born. I was just that kid that I had a paper route at the age of 10. Like, I really never stopped working. Um, I've always been very competitive. Um, I'm a typical Scorpio. I'm very passionate um, about anything that I kind of set my mind to. Um, So I really am pretty much the same now as I was then, very driven, um, and, you know, pretty much a, a, a planner, and um, I loved parties when I was a kid, and now I do all my networking events, so, and I love dress up as a kid, and I, any, any, any costume party, you'll find me at. <laughs> so very similar to how I was then, I still am now. So were you, would you say you were very outgoing? Because I, or you like, or do you feel like you're an introvert, an extrovert? I mean, everyone has a different uh, impression of who they are, I guess. Yeah, I was a total extrovert. I was like the class clown, goofy, um, always joking around, a million friends. Uh, and I had said, I had said this recently to somebody, like I was, I was always a fixer. Like I was always trying to fix a situation um, like if I found like a wounded bird on the street, I would pick up the bird and bring it home to my mom. And, um, I always found the friend that was like a little quieter, a little more reserved and, and made it a point to help that person break out of their shell. 
um, and introduce them to other people. So I guess I've always been a networker and a connector. It's funny, like as you asked that question, I'm kind of reflecting back on it. I'm like, wow, <laughs> it's funny to look back on it like that. Yeah, and you definitely do. I mean, being in your groups and, you know, sitting around with amazing women as we're, you know, going through our trials and tribulations and growing our businesses and have questions and, you know, just being there to really help and to create and obviously foster, which is amazing that you, you know, it's such a fantastic word and obviously your name. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's true. And so, and and even prior, you know, sure, prior to Foster Inc. just wanting to help, wanting to really create and fix things. And so, you know, it's become part of your nature and it's such a beautiful nature to share. So, you know, we, I know we all thank you. I mean, we meaning women and uh, probably a few good men, but (laughs) um, (laughs) talking from the women perspective. So as you grew up, who, who would you say, um, or, or maybe there's a group of people was, who influenced you like as you grew up and as you, you know, went through childhood into your, you know, your adult life or through college who had influenced you in your life and then generally in, in business. Um, I would say in life, my mother was a huge influence on me just in terms of the type of woman that she is. Uh, she, she was a stay at home mom and she was involved in the PTA and she, um, you know, she was like your typical home economics 101 mother, um, you know, made dinner every single night. We sat around the table every night as a family. She was really the rock of the family uh, and gave me that side of my personality, the nurturing and the mothering. Um, when I owned Verge, people used to look at me like the mother hen of the office, um, and so I would say from a life perspective, my mother was just a huge, amazing influence. And in terms of the relationship I had with her, um, it's definitely a relationship I want to have with my daughters. Very open and trusting. Uh, I was the one, I was best friends with my mother always, even when I was in high school, instead of being that rebellious, which I was a rebellious child, but in Instead of being the child that hates their mother, and I'm sure I yelled at her those words a couple of times, but she was the one I would sit around the kitchen table with and just talk about boys. And it was just, she made it very comfortable and very open. And then, you know, the flip side of that is um, I had a father that was much older. He was a World War II veteran, had me at a late age. Um, and he had me at, what, 46 when, uh, when oh, I was wow. born. And okay. so, yeah, so... Um, yeah, so, I mean, I wouldn't have even had me yet if I was him. <laughs> right, so, exactly. You know, it, right, I mean, that's crazy to think about back then, too. Um, but he, from the day I was born, he always said to my mom, I want nine daughters. She's like, you're out of your mind. Um, <laughs> and so he just got me. Um, but I'm pretty sure he's, you know, looking up, looking down from up above and very proud. Um, but he really ingrained in me, and I guess this is, the genetic, you know, um, the genetic offspring I, I got from him, which is, you know, this very driven, amazing work ethic. Um, and from the time I was a little girl, he used to say, like, you need to 
be one of these gals in corporate America and move up the corporate ladder and sit around the boardroom table. It's not a man's world anymore. And mm. I, I would love to see you there. And so he nurtured that in me and was always the positive influence in my life from a business standpoint. Um, he worked his entire life up until the day he died five years ago. And he always would, he would call me. I had, we had a great relationship. He would call me, you know, three or four times a week, you know, how things going in business, what's going on, you know, and then he was very forward thinking and, he was, he, I remember he brought home an IBM uh, when I was in high school, and he's like, oh, we're going to take computer lessons, and we're all going to learn how to use this thing. And I'm like, I'm never going to need that thing. And then the next year I went to college, and I had to take every computer class there was. But it was back when home computers were not home computers. And so he was always forward thinking from a technology standpoint. And I think my brother and I get that from him as well. Um, I love the latest gadgets and things like that. Um, you know, he was exploring doing business overseas in China before I was doing business overseas in China. And it's just he's always he's always been that mentor to me. And now, you know, I find that in my fiance, who's an amazing businessman and has so much of what my father had, uh, and my brother, who was also an entrepreneur. And we kind of rode the entrepreneurial wave together at the same time when I started. Uh, Verge years ago, he was he had been like a year into his business, so somehow my dad ended up with two entrepreneurial children. Wow, I didn't know mom. that. And my mom, yeah, 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 that's both an, of us. That yeah, so he really instilled in you this, you know, you can do it, entrepreneurship, and you know, I this is my vision for you, and and you created that vision, and you were able to kind of kind of do that, which is amazing because you know, just to have that mentor and kind of like cheerleader on your side, just kind of pushing you forward. And, uh, and then, you know, obviously having your mom as well as an entrepreneur and, you know, you saw all the, all the things she did and how she, you know, you know, balanced everything. And, and I didn't know that about your brother too. So kind of all coming from that entrepreneurial um, limb. So that's very cool. Yeah. Really, really yeah. cool. Yeah. So, a couple of the business I know we talked about. So the first, your first business that you owned was Verge. That was your owned and operated business. So take us from Verge to kind of where we are today, just so we can get give people a snapshot. Okay, um, I actually owned a t-shirt business in college, but we don't have to count that. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was one of those college kids that were selling t-shirts um, on college campuses. Oh well, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> right. So you already yeah, had a so. business. Before you actually owned a business, technically, like on that I talked about, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how did that come um, about? You started making T-shirts. <laughs> so I was dating a guy in college, and we were sitting around one day, and he's like, "Let's make a T-shirt. You're a great artist. Um, why don't you, you know, draw something, and we could put it on a T-shirt." Um, it's not PG, so I won't talk about what <laughs> the design was, but. <laughs> Um, I mocked up the, I, I sketched out these t-shirts with all these cartoon characters on them. Uh, and we went and had them printed and we printed probably, I don't know, 500. And we used to stand on the bridge while kids were coming back and forth from classes and we would sell these t-shirts. Wow. That, <laughs> uh, is so that was like cool. my first foray. Yeah. Into, you know, taking a product from a concept and putting it into, you know, and creating it and actually selling it and making money off of it. So, right. That was the that was the first one. Um, 
But getting back to Verge, I had gotten to a point in my career where I was, I was always the first one in and the last one out. And I, I worked the long hours. I put, you know, I put in all the sweat that I could and worked my way up through the ranks um, right out of college. Literally, I graduated college. I moved to New York City, and in three weeks, I found myself a job at an advertising agency. And to be honest with you, I really had no idea what I wanted to do. I was a marketing and business major, so I pretty much could have gone into anything. Um, and what's funny is I had interned for, some, for two summers at my dad's company, uh, he was a partner at a direct mail company, and I loved it. I learned the accounting, I learned the sales, I learned the printing, and they had offered me a job uh, when I was a senior. And I called up my dad and I said, "Hey, Dad, I got a job at you know at, at your company because he wasn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. He had retired." And he said, "Oh my God, that's amazing! Did you accept it?" And I said, "No." <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean, no? And I said, "You know what?" there's one thing you instilled in me, it's to go out on my own and do what I want to do. And I don't want to be Harold Foster's daughter and take on all of your accounts. I want to go and do something that I want to do. And he had so much respect for that because I took a job that was probably making half of what they were offering me, but I really wanted to do it on my own. And I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to try to fill his shoes. And, and I did, you know, I went to advertising and marketing and, you know, over the years I kind of had lost the love for what I was doing and I wanted to venture into the world of the internet and I got into the internet world and, you know, I'm such a believer and this is something you and I, you know, have in common is that you trust your intuition, right? And I was just, I knew where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do and I've always been the person that followed that. And so... I, I left the advertising world and I went into the online advertising, marketing, web development world. And I worked in, in that area for, I saw the rise and fall basically of the internet. Mm, that's right. <laughs> and yeah. it was, it was a very exciting time. I have to say it was finally being in the advertising industry back in the day when there were all those crazy parties and, uh, and it was just, a, it was a industry to be in. Uh, and so the internet was that way for the first two years. And then all of a sudden it was like someone pulled out the rug from under us um, and the whole internet thing crashed and all these companies started going out of business and, you know, the whole, the stock market tanked because everything was so inflated. Uh, and I, my company, I probably made it through about 10 rounds of layoffs. And mm-hmm. finally I got to the point where I just didn't want to do that anymore. Um, and luckily, I had um, a good friend of mine. Her husband called me up and wanted me to go work for him. Um, and he was in the Internet industry. And I said, you know what? I'm just done. And she had started her own business, which was Verge. Um, and she had started six months before we had this conversation. And she was growing and bringing in a lot of business. And she was always finding those really creative ideas uh, to put into PR mailings and things like that. She was doing promotional marketing and promotional items. And I turned to her and I said, how's your business going? And she said, it's going great. And I said, would you like a partner? And <laughs> she looked at me and it was like the light bulb went off in her husband's head um, and her head. And she was like, would you, are you talking about yourself? And I was like, yeah. She said, that would be amazing. And so, and so began my foray into being an entrepreneur. And I remember calling up my dad and being like, I think I'm going to go and 
help Stephanie start this business. And he's like, if anyone can do it, it's you, sweetheart. And that's how he always was, just always like the positive influence that, you know, just pointed me in the right direction and just, you know, gave me advice along the way. And literally the, the night before he passed away, I was walking around the supermarket for about two hours because I didn't want to get off the phone with him. They were just talking about business in China because the business had morphed into um, a design and manufacturing company for retail merchandise mm-hmm. with huge big name brands. Um, and it was very exciting. You know, we were, we were, we were, I wouldn't say over our heads, but it was just a lot going on. I used to sit on the phone with him for hours talking and it was almost like he didn't want to get off the phone with me. And we mm-hmm. just sat and talked and talked and, Finally, I was like, Dad, I've been doing laps around the supermarket. I got to right. go. <laughs> right, right. Um, but it was, a, it was a great 12-year run. We had a lot of fun. There's a lot of ups, a lot of downs, which there always are in business. And I always say that it was those down times where you learn the most. And, you know, you just you get knocked down and you get back up and you, you figure it out. And you just keep on moving forward. You make some changes. You do something new. You know, and you just keep moving forward. And over those 12 years, you know, lots of ups and lots of downs. But it was a great 12 years and incredible learning experience. And to be honest, I couldn't do what I'm doing now without those 12 years. Right. Right. Because you always learn from, I mean, isn't that the truth? Even in in the difficult times, we learn so much. We don't want to go through them, but we do. And then where we, I always, and you and I both agree on this, that we are where we are and we always take our, you know, we, I always, we always can take where we are. We're here for a reason or whatever we're doing, and we've come here to from that place. So it's like we take all that information, the good, the bad, the ugly, to where we are now to be able to develop but know that this is our purpose now. So because I get that, I get that a lot, like what's my purpose, what's my purpose? And some people don't know their purpose, and some people do. Like obviously you have found your purpose and you know it. And I feel like that's for me as well. But there are some people that are always like, I want to do this. I want to do that, but I'm doing this now. And I kind of always say, it doesn't mean you're not doing your purpose. You're meant to be here for now and shine the light here. You know, for me, I work with a lot of women that are, you know, they're still in corporate or they're doing a job they don't really want. They want to like leave the corporate world and, and either go entrepreneurial, even though that's not my focus with them for business, but it's like go into a spiritual realm or do something on their own, but they just can't seem to make the, the shift. And, you know, I always say to them, like, give yourself a break, do the things that you love and enjoy, like the di- different energy certifications and things like that. And, and you don't have to throw everything out with the, you know, baby with the bathwater. You can do both until you, figure it all out kind of thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, the purpose is an interesting thing. Matter of fact, I don't know if you saw my e-blast today, but this this quote, the Oprah Winfrey quote, made me think of you, and that's why I put it on. Passion is energy. Feel the power that comes from focusing on what excites you, Oprah Winfrey. And when I put that in my news blast today, um, you know, hosting you as a show for today, it really reminded me of you. You know, I try to find a quote and I said, wow, that's, you know, that's your passion. You have passion. You have amazing energy. You feel the power that comes from focusing on what excites you and what excites you gets other people excited and other women excited to live their best and to live their dream. Like you've been, you know, and so it's just that quote was just like, Oh, this is Haley's quote today. You know, this is it. Um, Which is, which is awesome. Which is really awesome. It's, it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. I 
I could talk about following your passion till I'm blue in the face. It's really something that I get upset when I see people that are doing something for a living that they're not passionate about. Right. But, right. But, but then I realize that at some point it'll come back around for them because it does, right? So it, it pops its head up. And if you don't, you know, if you don't grab it by the horn when it's there, it has a way of finding its, itself back to you. And, you know, I, I, it happened to me twice, right? So, you know, I was truly passionate when I went into the Internet world. I was so intrigued by it, and I loved it, and I loved what I was doing, and I loved the people I was working with. You know, and then your, your passion can change. You know, think about how you go through life. Your passions, you know, change with age and with maturity. And, you know, I, I lost the passion for that world and went into the entrepreneurial world, and then I lost the passion for what I was doing there. And this, you know, this, um, when I started, before I started Foster Inc., I was helping out with those working women of court networking events. And I was really passionate about it, and I loved it. I loved helping the women. People were coming to me on the side asking me for help. And at the time, I wasn't ready. I almost kind of knew that it was something I wanted to do, but I wasn't ready. You know, mm-hmm. I needed more time to figure it out. And it came back around. And right. it, it, it hit me one day, and the right people said the right things to me at the right time. And I was like, I'm going. I'm, I'm going for it. I'm going to do it. And I did. And yep. here I am. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And you just celebrated your one year. I was yes, at another great party. Thank <laughs> and, you. Uh, thank congratulations. You. And I was glad, so glad to be part of that. So that was wonderful. Oh, thank you for being there. It was what an incredible night that was. It just really, being really was. Surrounded. Yeah, just by my favorite part of that night was when my business coach stood up and looked around the room. You know, we did that. We did a private dinner upstairs. And we looked around the room, and it was all of my women that I've been fostering for the last year, some shorter than others. Um, but he looked around the room and he said, imagine if you didn't do this. Mm. Think about all of the people you would not have affected. And it's not just that I affected the women in the room, because then I thought about it. I was like, wow, I didn't just affect them, but like their spouses or their partners mm. and their children and their families. And, you know, the, the impact that us working together has had on each other and, you know, and how it kind of just flows out from there was just so overwhelming in such a positive way. It was great. It was such a, it was an amazing night. No, it really was. It it was an amazing night. And you're right. It impacts not just the person, not just the woman, not just the women that are in your group, um, but it impacts, you're right, their life, their passions, their family, their financial health, their, you know, physical health, their mental health, all of that. Yeah, they're cl- I mean everything. Right? Yeah, it does yeah, because it so, really does. Yeah. And I've learned so much from you and continue to learn and and just being feeling that community which is really something that you've that works so well because you know, having this peer-to-peer advisory group that you talk about and the, and also the one-on-one, but the peer-to-peer advisory group was always so great. I met some wonderful people that I never would have met and I live in the same town. So, just kind of getting out there and getting yourself, you know, out of your house and knowing that we're all going through the same stuff, you know? And so, um even and that's just a small level of that. Um right. believe you it or know not, what's great about it. 
Sorry. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say what's great about it is that it's so two-sided. And I always mm-hmm. say this at all of my events. You know, I, I always thank all of the women in the room that are working with me because I get so much out of it also. And it's so inspiring to me to see the drive and the dedication that all of you have for following your passion and, and wanting to grow your businesses. And it's, you know, it, it fills me up too. And it's, and I, and I love the connecting. I love looking around the room and figuring out who I connect this person to and who I can connect that person to. And it comes back around because then people Mm -hmm. think, Oh, I got to tell this person about Haley and what she's doing. So, you know, it's, it's this full circle of, of love, of support, of fostering, of mentoring, and we're all helping each other. And that is the best part about it, right? So you don't just come to those meetings to grow your own business, but you look around the room and you help other women grow their business. So it's this feel-good thing for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, gone are the days or, well, we're moving towards that, I'd say, but especially, I mean, especially with your infrastructure and the way you've designed it is the non non-competition, right? We're all helping each other. We're building each other up. You know, we're moving away from the days of women trying to tear the other woman down, you know, especially we're all working hard in our own industries and creating our own uh, passions and our own businesses. And some of them overlap, of course, but some of them don't, but we all have, you know, we, we're helping each other. We're giving each other insight and we're supporting each other, which is always so great. Absolutely. Um, we call it, we call it coopetition. <laughs> right. That's right. I love that. Right. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a term from Cynthia, our friend Cynthia. Coopetition, that's right. ladies. <laughs> that's right. Another. <laughs> it was my coopetition, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some, there is. To some degree. Kinds. In terms of like, yeah, it's just the events that, you know, it's, yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's yeah. a better word. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. I, I'm going to adopt that one too. I like it. So as we kind of move through, because I want to give some of the women listening and, um, you know, some takeaways. But before we go there, what do you feel, do you feel right now, and I guess just kind of talk about present time, are there any obstacles in your industry as a woman in your field, do you feel? I don't feel like there's any obstacles um, in in my industry, no. Um, You know, I think time is an obstacle for everyone. I happen to, I I happen to feel like I have a very good handle on managing my time. Um, And a lot of women come to me and they're like, I need help with time management. And, you know, it's, it's, it's something we all need help with. But in my industry specifically, I don't feel like there's really any obstacles. I love, I love the local aspect of my business. Um, I do want to put it out there that I would love to have clients all over the U S and, I feel that with technology these days, I could do that um, Mm -hmm. and do our advisory groups in an online setting. Um, And it's something that I would like to start uh, sometime in the near future. And, you know, I don't, I don't feel like it's limited at all just because of the technology that we have. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, with video and webinars and, uh, all of that, I mean, you really, you could do amazing things all around the country. And I see that as well. And that, that is, I'm sure, where you're going. And, yeah, it's, lo- it's wonderful to have the community, and you'll always have that. But definitely being able to coach and work with women that are 
not in your backyard, you know, because so many people are learning through the internet and webinar. We know video is a big thing. Um, and just getting on those, you know, different video platforms and a couple week webinars. But, um, yeah, cause you could do a virtual, you know, you could do virtual kind of advisory groups and stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Always, there's some, there's some industry. So I'd say if anything, it would be, you feel like you manage your time. Um, and you, you probably get a, obviously a lot of women that, um, talk about time management. So maybe talk about that. What are some of the tools that you use um, to manage your time? We know you have two two girls. We know you have a fiancé, so soon can be married. Um, very busy yes. lady. Um, not to mention your, your 100 abs a day. What is this now? I see. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yes. I was like, I'm trying to follow. I'm like 100 abs a day. And if you follow Haley, she's 100 abs a day. She's really posting. Um, so with all that going on, with all that going on and, and doing what you do, how do you help? What's your time management? What's your secret or your tool that you could share? So my tool that I could share is do not underestimate the power of a to-do list. I think it's one of the most important things that people can do for themselves. It does take practice to, have, you know, to sit down and actually write it somewhere I keep mine, I use a MacBook Air, and I use the notes, and I keep it off to the side, and my notes stack up, up on my screen all day long, and when things pop up, I write them in, and when things get you know, done, I take them off. Uh, but I make sure that every Sunday night I am updating that list um, so that I know what's going on for the week for me. Uh, the other thing I do is I make sure that I do the most important thing Uh, first thing when I have the most energy. So if I don't get up and go to the gym in the morning, I'm basically a crazy person. So (laughs) I need to get my workout in and I block my time, which I think is really important. And I try to stress that, and I'm sure we've had this conversation, but I try to stress that with every woman that I work with. And again, it takes practice. If you're not that organized and diligent, it's something you really have to do um, every day for what I say, it takes 21 days to build a new habit. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's really important to block your time. So I know that from 8.30 to 9.30, almost every day, I've got in my calendar that I'm going to be at the gym. And if I decide to take a day off, I still get my abs in, but if I decide to take a day off from the gym or doing yoga, I use that time for myself and not for anyone or anything else. That is my time. And I think that's the other thing that's really important for women you can run your business, you can run your kids' lives, you can, you know, do all the stuff you need to do around the house because at the end of the day we're wearing multiple hats as women and men don't have that, you know, that, that problem. Not that it's a problem, but, you know, men don't have that, um, what's the word, that responsibility. Conflict or, yeah, yeah. Right, it's a responsibility, right? right? So we're right. still mothers, we're still caretakers, we're still making play dates and we're still running to the dry cleaner and, running to the supermarket and doing all of that other stuff while we're trying to run a business. So I just make sure that in doing all that, I need Haley time. And it's so important because if you don't take that time for yourself, you're just going to be angry, right? You're just not going to be the best you could possibly, you won't be happy. You won't be the best you could possibly be. And I'm a huge advocate for that. So I get home from the gym, I give myself 30 minutes to shower and get dressed and then, I start my day at 10 a.m., and at 10 a.m., I do the most important thing that I need to get done that day. 
and I give myself an hour to do it, whether it's I have to write a blog post or I have to reach out to these 10 people. I do the important things, not the urgent things. The urgent things are quick things, and they don't take a lot of brain power, but I do those really important things when I have the most brain power. And after I I'm ready to go. And a couple of cups of coffee, I'm ready to go. And that's that's how I manage my day. And then I mean I don't recommend this because I know it's not healthy, but you know, I I I stop working when my kids get home from school and I am in it with them doing homework and whatever it is I need to do with them that's important. I would say, you know, don't do the $10 an hour jobs, which is like shuttling kids back and forth. Right. If you really need to prioritize things, make sure you're doing the big important things with your kids, like homework, you know, or story time and things like that. So I block out that time for my kids. I try to stay away from the computer. I don't set up meetings. I don't take phone calls. And then when they're out at activities, I'm back at my computer. And then when they go to bed, I'm back at my computer. And sometimes I'm up till, you know, 1, one thirty in the morning, which, again, is not the healthiest thing to do. But that's how I manage my day. And, you know, I, I want to build this business. I'm truly passionate about making it successful. And, you know, you have to have a plan and you have to have a strategy in order to do that. And, you know, I've, I've, I've figured it out <laughs> for well, myself. I- you know what? I really appreciate you sharing that because one of the questions I was going to ask you, and you, you already answered it, is, you know, balancing our time in the digital age. You know, 24-7 we can be on media with everything, Periscope and blabbing and computer and videoing and whatever. Um, and you just said it, and that works for you. And so you're with the kids. You're really in the trenches with them and doing the homework and spending time with them. And then when you put them to bed, you, you know, you do go back and do the work. And, and I get that. Not, not everybody may resonate with that, but it works for you. And the thing about it is that you're still blocking your time for your children and you're blocking your time for you as a person, your self-care and blocking your time for your business. So I, you know, I applaud you on that because it's wonderful. We are down to about three minutes. You're welcome. I don't want to be, I know, I know (laughs) it goes so fast. So I don't want to be, um, kind of kicked off the radio. So three minutes left. Anything you want to share, last words, it could be a book you're reading or a quote or something inspiring that you want to share with the listeners before we sign off. Um, so I am reading a book right now. Uh, I don't know if you've seen some of these posts that I've put up on Facebook lately. Um, it's a book called Happier by Tal Ben-Shahar. Uh, and it's, it's been such an amazing experience actually reading this book. Uh, I am all about finding ways to bring happiness into my life, into my children's lives, into my friends' lives. Uh, We are actually doing um, a group through the synagogue, uh, the community synagogue, um, that's called the Happiness Group. And we're going to be talking about ways to bring happiness into your lives. And it's not a closed group. It's not closed off to just synagogue members. uh, But that's kind of where it initiated. And the first one is on March 14th. Uh, I believe, oh, sorry, April 14th, um, and it's going to be at synagogue, but and not that this is a plug because it's not. It's actually a free event, so nobody's making money off of it, <laughs> but it's, um, but the book is just so incredible, and it just makes you, it just makes you think about different ways that happiness is a choice, mm. and it's something that, you know, you can choose to be happier in your life or you can choose to be that person that loves drama and getting sucked into you know these like miserable moments and and you know bitching about things you know 
just make mm-hmm. you feel bitchier, you know. Right. But when you when you focus on happy and you focus on gratitude, it just changes your perspective on life. And so that's what I'm reading right now, and it, it has made me happier. <laughs> oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I, I love when when my guests share their books because I'm getting a great list. And uh, that sounds like something I definitely want to read because, uh, again, I was, I was saying that I've been complaining. You know, it's cold, it's cold, it's cold. And then I found myself like, wait, what am I, what am I doing? I'm going to change that vibration. So thank you for sharing that. I'm definitely going to look into that. And that sounds really mm-hmm. great. So anybody in the um, – is that what synagogue, Haley? In case it's at the nearby? Is that, okay. Yeah, the community synagogue uh, in Port Washington. Okay. There's great. a Facebook page, uh, TCS, the community synagogue, happiness group on Facebook. Awesome. If you want to get more details about it. Yeah, so it's going to be a great, a great night. But you have to RSVP because we're getting journals for everybody that are motivation and inspirational. So okay. If you don't RSVP, you don't get a journal. But if you do RSVP and you come, awesome. you get a journal. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for this amazing uh, interview and spending time and conversing and just talking about women. I know it went so fast. I appreciate everything that you do. And um, thanks so much. Thank you. And I appreciate you having me again. And I miss you. <laughs> I know. I'll see you soon. Don't worry. All <laughs> okay. right. Thanks, Haley. Thank you so much, Tina. Okay. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. Bye, everybody. Well, another episode. Thank you, everyone. Have a fantastic day.